0: Welcome, friends. We're back for another episode of The Encouraging Word, the podcast that uh, makes its home in Rocky River United Methodist Church. I'm here with Stephen Young, our director of youth ministries, and uh, Paul Bennett. is my name, associate pastor here and uh, we've been going strong for a couple of years, and just having an absolute blast bringing to you uh, encouragement and different topics within the church life and uh, Christianity, and, and just all over the place. And if you're with us in our, our last episode, you'll know uh, what our current focus is. We were talking about the history of good old Rocky River United Methodist Church. Stephen and I have a, a collective uh, about 12 years of, of history here, uh, so we could barely tell you you know what happened yesterday, but uh, we, we are blessed to have so many folks that call this church home that go back many, many years and uh, have had so many wonderful experiences and can share so many neat stories, uh, personal stories and stories, uh, things that made the, the local headlines and everything in between of, of cool things that happen here at the church in ways that people's uh, lives have been touched, transformed, and they've been brought closer to Christ And uh, last time we interviewed two folks who were 50 plus year members of our church and got to hear some of their stories. Today, uh, we come uh, back to you with another special guest. And in fact, uh, drumroll, this is our, our first, let me say this clearly, this is our first second time guest on the encouraging word and my personal belief is if somebody gets invited back you know as high as steven and i's standards are they must be pretty (laughs) stellar guests and and an excellent interview and our first second time guest here at the encouraging word is uh, none other than sherry swartz Sherry's our director of ministries here at the church and is, uh, those who know her, is, is a delightful person. But on top of that, especially for our purposes here uh, today, is uh, a, a, essentially a walking encyclopedia of everything RRUMC. Uh, present day and uh, going back a number of years as well. Uh, she is, uh, uh, like I said, a member of our staff and and in many ways the glue and and the uh, data bank and everything we need to know and everything that holds us together. And because of that, because she's in the middle of so much that goes on here, uh, she has so much neat information about this church. And we're going to give her an opportunity today to uh, share some of that. So, uh, Sherry, welcome. And Thank you, uh, you want to. Uh, Uh, dive into our first question here as we uh, get you you cranked up thinking back a few years how how long uh, first of all Sherry how long have you called this church home Am I putting you on the spot can we do quick math uh? no
1: we can do quick math Um, 28 years I've been a member and then I've been working here I think it's 18 years now all right yeah
0: wow 28 years ago uh, I was still cutting and pasting in, in elementary school I think and Stephen was just a glimmer in his mother's. Or were you born 28 years ago? Yeah, he was. Born. Oh, 28 plus. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're an old man. I, I didn't recognize. So uh, that's a, that's a lot of information, a lot of experiences, and, and 18 years on staff, especially. Um, you're one of our more seasoned staff members, and like I said, it, it involved in so much. so, so much to share. So, I'm going to start with uh, a question that's going to highlight uh, perhaps one or more of the more exciting moments and, and events within the church. Uh, I want to simply ask you if you can share, thinking back your, your 28 years, what events, uh, activities, events um, that this church has, has hosted. Uh, have have stuck out to you the most as being memorable and and, uh, perhaps uh, incredible in a positive way? Or or maybe there's a few that stick in your mind that have been absolute train wrecks, and uh, and so they're memorable in that sense. So I'll just give you that wide-open question. What events has this church hosted that uh, are most memorable to you?
1: Um, It was in the summer, although I don't remember the summer, but Lifetime contacted us, and they wanted to rent the church to do the movie, and the movie was with this ring so we thought we were doing the wedding scene and that we were doing you know they were going to decorate the sanctuary and it'd be this beautiful wedding scene in the movie sorry i'm repeating myself but it ended up not being that at all there were the new condos over across the way that had just been built um And they were using that as the backdrop they wanted our parking lot in Beacon Hall for all the crew and all the behind the scenes and then every day they'd come and serve breakfast and lunch here for the crew, but it was just all the exciting Hollywood people, so we were all excited and. I negotiated that we got paid that we couldn't do it for free, so the church got, I think, about $5,000, received $5,000 for that. So it was just, you know, one of those out of the ordinary, and because it was the summer, we could do it with parking lot, and they had all their big trucks and lighting and cameras and action and food and crews that do the food and the makeup and hair and makeup. So, But that was all they did. They never stepped foot in the sanctuary or any of the worship spaces. So it was kind of different.
2: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. What do you, what year was that? Did you say what year?
1: Um, Dan yeah. was here because he was the one oh, okay. that felt that we had to be paid. But I'll bet it was 10 years ago. Okay. I'll bet it was yeah. nine or 10 years ago because okay. you've been here nine and it wasn't with you. So yeah, about 10 years, yeah.
2: yeah. Have you seen the movie? I think
1: were? it got released on Lifetime, but I don't remember if we watched it because it like, right. there wasn't anything about the church, so right. it really didn't right. end up being anything yeah. about the church. That's why we thought right. they contacted us. They just liked our large parking lot and oh, that we could take care of the crew. Yeah. Yeah, I but that's if, not what we thought.
2: I wonder if the church was listed in the credits as, like, the parking lot of... <laughs> 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 All Thank things you. take place in yeah. parking oh, lot record. It. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this next question is kind of a... Uh, um, that one's more of an exciting, <laughs> positive question. And this one is kind of a... Uh, the second question I have is... Um, what, what have been some of the greatest tragedies or periods of struggle here at Rocky River Naya Methodist Church? Because um, we know there's there's good times, but there's also bad times mm-hmm. um, as well. So what what are things that stick out to you for, from Rocky River's history? The
1: biggest thing that sticks out just is COVID and us having to shut down. And we came together as a team, and I think we said, OK, COVID's going to make us creative. And out of that creativity, the parking lot service was born. And the parking lot service was so adored and so loved that to this day, people keep asking for the parking lot service back. Um, It's not gonna happen because it took a lot of work on the staff on Sunday morning. And when we were doing the parking lot service, the church was shut down. So we didn't then have to come in and open up the church and have it ready for churchgoers. We were live streaming the Harbor service, but um, I thought we became very creative out of that creativity We ended up filming Christmas Eve service and we were able to do that on a dime because we had so much experience with the parking lot service and how to do it and um, actually ran through the service soup to nuts, which was a huge savings because on Christmas Eve, both the ministers went down with COVID. So we canceled everything at the church on Christmas Eve. So I would have to say that it was a great struggle on a daily basis, but we figured it out. We came together and we were very creative.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's neat that. Your answer uh occurred during a time Stephen and I were both here so we can relate. We we know exactly what the last few years have looked like and and I uh absolutely agree with with that and um it's interesting, you know, being in, in ministry for a while, eventually you feel like you you've knocked out all of your firsts, right? You mm-hmm. gotta figure out what you know, what's it like to, to host a wedding? What's it like to uh, hold a, a conference or a training at your church? What a, What's the uh, format for funerals? What are all the, you know, the, the, the list of things that you got to check off for each of these events? All of a sudden, during COVID, everything we did uh, was, was either uh, handled in a similar way, but had about 20 extra things we had to check off before we could host the events, or we had to scrap the the, uh, the old way of doing things and completely reinvent it. And uh, I think that was taxing uh, as much as, as for anybody as it was uh, for Sherry, because um, she is our logistics uh, person in <laughs> so many ways. So anything having to do with uh, masks or hand wipes or hand sanitizer or flow of people through the building or, or uh, just the, the timing of things, all those uh, background things is, is, uh, are things that Sherry oversees. And so she has been uh, incredible. She's been on her game, and uh, in and obo- over and above, uh, in the, the last few years. And we're looking forward to uh, getting back to whatever normal is, um, and uh, maybe rediscovering a new normal from all that we learned uh, from COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, another question to, to toss at you: So uh, you've been here twenty eight years, and I know uh, as as we move on in the interview, you get to share some of the. Uh, Things about this church building, features of this church building that go back well beyond 28 years. But uh, just in, in the time that you've been here, there have been uh, a number of uh, dramatic changes to the, the church building itself. Um, and uh, I'm just curious you know once again I I go back less than 10 Stephen same and uh, what have you seen what have been the largest changes or maybe the most interesting changes or things that uh, people that have only been attending the church for a couple of years would have no idea uh, things that have changed over the course of of the last 20 to 30 years here
1: Uh, the biggest thing that undertaking that we took on was building Beacon Hall and the new entrance way with the gathering area. It was a very flat opening and you just kind of came in and it was not exciting. We had started the Harbor Service, they were in Wesley Hall. There was a lot of constraints to that and the service wasn't able to grow in that area. But we literally spent five years planning with meetings probably once a week to come up with the architects, to come up with how large is it gonna be, how much money is it gonna cost, How are we going to design it? How are we going to bring in the gathering area? How are we going to include the nursery school? Just keeping it all flowing. What were we going to give up? What was not going to be given up? So we literally spent five years of planning the whole program, soup to nuts, and then probably spent a year fundraising. And then we spent a year building it by the time we decided on the architect. So it was a lot of time, a lot of patience. Obviously, a lot of back and forth with the members, a lot of resistance to spending that kind of money. and um, But now, Beacon Hall is used beautifully and for a lot of events, and you cannot imagine this church without it. And that beautiful entranceway, that when you come in, it's the gathering area, and the cafe's opened, and you know it's just so pretty. It's okay, all that work was worth it, but it was a lot of work and a lot of time. So I would have to say that's the biggest change to the building. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: um yeah like i mean i have been here since it's been have have you been here
1: since beacon's been here paul
0: <laughs> yeah I, I do not remember a time before beacon no <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. yeah
1: dan was here dan uh, dave martin was here um and he did it soup to nuts until we finished it and i think it was two or three years after we were done that okay dan bogri came okay yeah. so you
2: know what year was done then maybe 2009
1: two? is when we opened it oh
2: uh, 2009 yeah okay yeah yeah wow because I don't obviously don't remember how this place was without Beacon, <laughs> um, but Beacon has definitely been a very valuable place for i would say for the youth ministry for sure. We use it, um, many they're using it for a blood drive right now. I mean, it's the community uses it, and we've run seminars, and I think it was a very good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, kind of getting this next question is um, a personal question um, for you. Is, I guess there have been all personal questions, but maybe this is more personal. Uh, what kind of personal stories can you share, um, kind of your early um, favorite memories um, when it comes to Rocky River United yeah, Methodist Church?
1: So Scott and I raised all four of our kids here, and all four of our kids were baptized here and confirmed here, which, sorry. Um, but that's just really special. And in the sanctuary, and... Um, you know of course you have pictures but because i was so involved i was up front for to see all of it happen so rather than looking at the minister's faces when they were being baptized i was actually seeing my kids faces and they were proclaiming their walk and it was just really really special and that we got to do it four times so mm. yeah so very neat and um, wonderful yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get the tears.
0: No, okay. no, that's that's, that's quite all yeah. right. Um, that's I think it just shows how special this this place is, and uh, just having having lived out your story, your family's story here is is mm-hmm. incredible. And uh, if if I can share, I, I think you know once you've had the baby, you can't. Um, it's it's not confidential anymore um uh, sherry has uh, brought her granddaughter yes. into the the mix here and and right. uh, we've seen sherry and and june uh working their way up and down the halls and and uh just to, to know that the next generation has has already um been introduced to our umc is a beautiful thing so the story continues That story so, does continue uh, very so, very right? neat yeah. So uh, back to to what uh, our UMC is all about to you and what makes it special. What what would you consider um, there to be unique about uh, Rocky River UMC? I know you've had uh, other church homes prior to being here and, and of course, know all about other churches in our community and beyond. What is it that sets this church apart from uh, others that you've had
1: interactions with? Um, I think the biggest thing that sets... This church and RRUMC apart is just the three different services. The idea that we have a chapel service that is just a little bit more casual um, in the music and in the style of worship, the style of greeting, the, the different things about that. The 10 o'clock is basically the very traditional high church, and the choir, you know, at a time would process in, and the organ lends that service to be absolutely beautiful and spectacular. Jeff on that organ. And then the harbor service is just a completely different direction. There's still the music component, but it is a different, it's a live band and it provides a completely different atmosphere and kind of more up and on your feet and singing along and robust. Um, and And yet the message and the prayers remain the same through all three services. So there's a really strong component that they're all linked, but they all, and you can intermix because you're hearing that same message, and a lot of people do intermix and go to different services, but they each stand alone. Nothing bleeds into the other one. So I think that's what makes us different from a lot of other churches. So, um,
2: yeah, and I I would agree with that. I mean, I've um, me being the newest one here at the table, um, but yeah, I think that was one thing that really stood out to me when I first came to the Rocky River is that each service literally is very different. Because I've been the churches that have three services. That's that's not different. But usually, all the three services are all very similar. But here, at Rocky River, the three sim- the three services are actually very different. It's almost you almost it's almost like I would not go as far as to say three different churches, but it is three different crowds for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for chapel and um, chapel sanctuary, and then harbor. Um, but they're all they're all very unique. They all serve a purpose, and like you said, the sermons and the prayers and. The building itself it, it keeps us all together um, mm-hmm. as still one church family so right. yeah that, that is one thing that definitely stood out and um, and having the privilege to speak I guess I spoke one Sunday at least it it is the crowds are all very different mm-hmm.
1: and I uh, think another piece of that is the staff is exactly the same at all the right. services we're not so big that we have different right. staff at the services right when, that's true um,
2: right we do have Paul and Dan do change their clothes like Superman between uh <laughs> between <laughs> 10 o'clock and Harbor they they find a phone booth somewhere and uh swap their clothes out and then they completely new people you know Paul do you
0: well, I was gonna say that that uh, spurred something there is a, a phone booth isn't there, there? Is a phone I booth, remember yeah. when I first came here there is a phone booth for those who don't know in the main hallway of Rocky River UFC and now that you brought that up I'm considering making that my changing room he between should. services
1: yeah, an actual rotary dial phone wow
2: you should and like superman you know when superman he changed he just took his glasses on and off and no one recognized him so <laughs> maybe for your harbor service you could take your glasses off and just put contacts in <laughs> 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 yeah, you'd never find the harbor service Yeah, that's, that's probably true um <laughs> yeah and then uh another question we have um about church, church history, we want to ask, um, we were speaking about this before we came on, but Sherry has really fantastic stories about um, our church sanctuary. Um, so I really um, want to hear what, what kind of things do you have to share about the history of our, our sanctuary? So
1: the sanctuary was built in 1956, so you kind of have to imagine the vision someone had for the size of that sanctuary. But on the outside of the church are the four pillars And then the four pillars are also represented in the front of the sanctuary, and that's to represent the four books of the Bible and that the church or the Methodists believe in the good news of that story. Mm -hmm. Then we have three doors and then you have three aisleways, and that's to represent the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost that are in that presence and are there. Then as you go up to the steps in the original temple, they had the high holy and only the high holy priest or whoever, and the curtain was around and that normal people were not allowed up there. Um, With the death of Christ and the, the curtain came down, it's as if to say, all of us have a place up there and we're all welcome up there. And it's very interesting because we do separate the church with the chancel rail, and we actually have a railing that goes across if we wanted to close it off, but we do keep it open with that vision that you are all welcome up here. And that's why we take the children up a lot of times, just to make sure they understand you're welcome up here. Mm -hmm. Then as you look up, there's the rose window, and the rose window has 12 sections for the 12 disciples, and then Jesus is in the center, and it's beautiful and colorful, um, but that also represents that. Um, So that's really pretty, and then we have the marble altar, and that came from Italy, and when there was a lot of fussing back in the church, kind of like the Beacon Hall fussing about that was too highfalutin, we weren't that highfalutin. And Barb Burney's father, which was William um, McKinley, he really wanted that. And so he finally decided that he would just pay for it himself and go to Italy and get it himself. They couldn't imagine a Methodist church getting that. So in the uh, altar, there's a relic box that the Catholics use to store things and they couldn't decide what to put in there. And he, everything that he made, he put a penny in it. And God, we trust. So we put a 1956 shiny brand new penny in it, and then sealed the relic box. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then like the Bernies, both of their parents were here. Both fathers were builders. But now the Bernies represent five generation family. And when Ken Bernie's grandson was baptized here a couple of years ago at that baptismal font, which was also brought from Italy you're just kind of like, wow, this is a pretty special place, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty amazing. The other family that even has more is the Cipriani family. They have six generations. So Mm -hmm. when the granddaughters, um, Annie and Elizabeth, Cipriani were confirmed and became members, that was six generations. But now we have families like Lisa and Frank Thomas that are three generations that are representing today because her mom comes, they come, their kids come, and then the brother, or the, her brother Chris Vervet comes. So it's a, mm-hmm. a whole family unit that is here as well. It's not just, you know, the traditional families, it's also the Harper families that mm-hmm. we, you know, we have that kind of um, support. So it's just really an interesting that in 1956 they put all that into the sanctuary and all that symbolism and all that to carry us, and then that it can be so acoustically beautiful mm-hmm. that when either there's a concert or Jeff's just playing the organ or you have multiple instruments. You're blown away by how artistically beautiful it is, and that's why a lot of the concerts want to come here and play, mm-hmm. because it is so special. So, um, so yeah, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful church and a wonderful church building. Mm-hmm. So.
0: And those are the exact uh, stories and and uh, pieces of information I was hoping to get out to folks because I I think it's so easy for us to walk into that sanctuary sit down on a sunday morning and you know uh, rifle through our bullets in, be like okay <laughs> you know yeah. here, here we go so similar to last week and uh you know i'm, I'm going to engage with christ here but there's so many other layers of meaning and and significance to the things around you uh that were intended to enhance your experience of worship in that space and and without knowing those, um, it, you know, you're, you're missing out on that level of experience. So thank you for uh, bringing those to light. Uh, so neat to, to hear uh, those families that have had so many generations pass through here and, and uh, mm-hmm. still have connections here. Uh, yours included. Mm-hmm. I was wondering today um we had the the fire inspector here and uh, got to educate him and, and I thought he knew the building inside and out, but uh, of the, the attic space above the sanctuary that a lot of folks don't know oh, about. Yeah, took him up to heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's heaven and then uh, the uh, the ladders that go up above oh. where we drop the chandeliers. These mm-hmm. you know, these are things if you're around long enough you you pick up on. But even as pastor here, going on nine years, I'm learning something new all the time that the the chandeliers in the sanctuary can be raised and lowered to, to change out the light bulbs i used to think you know somebody had to uh scale you had to bring in spider-man and scale the walls or something
1: <laughs> like how, how does this stuff happen so we have a lot of super figures here superhero figures. a lot of superhero <laughs> figures yes and they
0: don't all wear capes so yeah uh so so much incredible uh, history in this church and um from our last guest uh, you know i learned that uh Gene and Jan's Cafe was not always a, a cafe that had played a different role. That uh, even the, the choir room and the youth room didn't used to, you know. So there's so many things that uh, we're learning as we go. Um, but uh, the history of this building. And that there used to be a, a house in the middle of the parking lot. I, that I was think.
1: for the maintenance man Ziggy. He lived there. <laughs> Ziggy, he, the Ziggy would walk <laughs> over every night at 10 awesome. o'clock and he'd do the whole church property and do that all the lights were shut off sure. and all the doors were locked and then he'd walk back to his house yeah wow that was ziggy See, just uh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know how good he was at maintenance. I'm sure he was great, but uh, he had a, a wonderful name uh, to boot. But yeah, uh, thank you, Sherry, for being here with us and, and uh, enlightening us in some of these really neat stories and, and the history of this church and, and the significance, uh, some of the symbolism, um, the, the the four pillars of the four gospels and the three aisles. And, uh, so many churches have those, those things, those concepts in place, and so many people miss them. And And our church is uh, not unique in that, but it is unique when you stand in that space and you take it all in and how beautiful it is and add it to that, the symbolism of it. So uh, thank you for bringing those things to light for us. And um, because you're such a a great uh, guest, we'll we'll have to come up with another subject because you know so much. We'll bring you (laughs) in on on something else that we'll uh, do in the next year or so. We'll get to have you back once more. Any uh, closing words, Stephen or Sherry, for our, our guests today?
2: think that was it i think um but yeah i really appreciate you coming on i think it was mm-hmm. great to have you sharing and um i have had people kind of stop me from our last interview someone stopped me and they just about how excited they were to hear a podcast about the church so um thank you so much for doing it and yeah hopefully uh you, everyone and all our listeners enjoyed it as much as we did yes so, um,
1: very fun to do thank you yep. thanks for having me back
2: all right, and we'll talk to everyone again soon. Thank you so much for listening, and hopefully we can see you on Sundays as well, but uh, keep looking forward to our next podcast.